G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our Country Review and Rank Podcast episode series for 2021. Today we are talking about one of our favourite Scandinavian countries, Norway. They're all our favourites. <laughs> Whoever gives us points is our favourite. <laughs> yeah, but Norway is a, is a particular favourite. Indeed. And look, they've been around since 1960, not from the very start, but pretty close. They've won the competition three times, including in 2009 with Fairy Tale, Alexander Reback. Mm. Might have heard of that bloke. Oh, slightly. And um, recently, they've been absolutely smashing it. In the 2010s, they qualified um, 80% of the time. And five out of the last eight times, they've been in the top 10, including sixth place for Kano last time, who won the tally vote. Really came home strong in those 2010s. Some great results in there. And uh, they always bring something good. You would say, bar Sweden, these guys in the 2010s have been kind of right up there as far as consistently good results. If you're finishing in the top 10 that many times, you are producing some good entries. We did the rankings and stuff at the end of 2010s, and they were in the top 10, definitely. They were solidly in there. Really good country. Yeah. Knocking on the door. Very much so. And let's see what they've got for us this year, Dale. We have Ticks and Fallen Angel. Twenty-seven-year-old Andreas Hoglund, aka Tix, is from Barum, just outside of Oslo. In 2016, he released his debut album, which went to number two on the Norwegian chart. Mm. It's not too bad for a debut. He's co-produced uh, songs for the likes of Flowrider, as well as the worldwide hit "Sweet But Psycho" by Ava Max. He has Tourette's syndrome and has suffered with involuntary movements, known as tics, hence the name and his adoption of that and turning it around and making it this stage character for him. He won uh, Melody Grand Prix in 2021, knocking out Kano, Mm. and earned the right to go to Rotterdam in 2021. Indeed. Let's talk about some of the pros of this entry, Michael. Um, And I want to start off with something which gets talked about a lot, which is staging. I think this is one of the biggest elements of this. This has immediate impact. You are not going to look away. You've got a dude in this full outfit with wings, which these other demons running around. And I think it just absolutely grabs your attention, works well with what he's singing about, and I honestly think that's, I mean, other than his massive stardom, it's where he schooled, I think, Kano at MGP was the staging. And I think that was the big difference. Mm. Um, so get your attention. It's really well done. And I think there's, boom, you've got impact. You've got everyone's attention on the night. Yeah, I'll, I'll just touch on that. It's a very Eurovision identity that he gives 
the the mm. it is i mean we're talking guy in fur coat and wings and blah 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 very eurovision so straight away people are like oh this guy's you know straight off the bat he's he's going for it so yeah i will agree with the staging i'm gonna say for the song itself it has a very retro feel <laughs> i'm gonna use the uh, inverted commas there but this gives you an instant accessibility and familiarity with the song look it's probably not the most groundbreaking song in any kind of sense whether it be lyrical or mel- melodic but it's one of those ones you've kind of heard before and you're quite familiar with it and therefore it's not really ostracizing part of the audience totally i've got down here nostalgic <laughs> <laughs> same word in a way to me this gives me more boy band early 2000 feels it feels like the first time i heard it i was like this sounds like a boy band who remember who went solo and is doing this like lovesick song back in 2001 um but i think what you say right there is that familiarity about that entry add in that staging which i think is that kind of throwback it's eurovision it could have it could have been done in 2008 2001 2020 so there's something immediately that's just going to be palatable about that whether you're going to absolutely fall in love with it is another mm. matter but yeah. straight away you're not ostracizing people and recently throwback um nostalgia has worked really well as much as you might go for the full kind of med pop or the trumpets of a moldova doing something like this also has its kind of throwback to the 2000s kind of sort of mass appeal kind of thing going on yeah Mm. all right i want to talk about andreas antiques (laughs) i think they're the same thing and and also very different like he's such an interesting artist with such an interesting history and this stage persona may put people off but the same token it may intrigue people what I love about him is his complete honesty for who he is and also the real desire he's shown to go to this competition and embrace it. Mm. It wasn't just, oh, I'm going to go to Eurovision because I'm going to sell more records. I mean, he sells heaps in Norway anyway. Yeah. But I think he's just really embraces it. And if they can relay the story of Andreas and Tix, then I think... And that's up to the commentators. Mm. If they can get that, then I think this could do a lot, lot better than people think. Yeah, totally. I think you've got a name like Tix. You've got a very simple story to explain. Tourette syndrome, Tix took on that persona and you see it. You don't have to explain, mm. oh, that's why he's dressed like That's why he, you, you can see it as soon as you hear that story. So yeah, you need the commentators to do that. Um, I've got down there, he's got this charisma that comes through as well. Um, I actually think, I know there was quite a bit of backing um, at MGP, but he can sing. Like there's other mm. lives. He's, he's not the greatest vocalist in the world, but he can pull this song off. Um, and there is some moments there to pull off something that could be these vocal moments and aren't particularly difficult but it's not about doing difficult it's about doing sometimes simple well exactly and he has this big note big pose big finish to the song and that always stands out yeah fair enough i guess we should go on to some of the drawbacks shall we Dale? yes we 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 probably should (laughs) all right so the ott you know ticks image is going to have some people thinking is this a joke entry because I've already seen it in some of the reaction videos and stuff like that. Pair it with the retro-sounding song, and it's like, is he taking the piss kind of thing? Um, so that could could take out some of the voting audience and also some of the juries, possibly. Um, look, dismisses novelty is what I had down straight away. Mm. And as much as I think there's a bit of a love letter in some kind of nostalgia, I do think there's also an element of satirical taking the piss. Um, which I think is a good thing, but it's also going to be a bad thing because people are just going to go, what is this novelty? What is this going on? Nah, not for me. 
And that happens with these type of entries. You can see the visual and get turned off by the song, or you can even see the visual and expect more. Yeah. Because if you're expecting novelty and it's just, oh, this is a, just a pretty simple pop kind of love ballad mm-hmm. thing, um, you could actually, they don't quite match in a way, and yeah. that could put off people either side. Yeah, people are probably waiting for him to rip off the coat and get into some sort of uh, dance banger exactly, or something. Exactly, yeah, you know, totally, totally. It's not going to happen. Um, I'm also going to say with the song, being a mid-tempo song, I do feel it could really struggle to stand out, uh, particularly as we are in a semi-final with a lot of bangers, uh, a lot going on. He has this steady and clear kind of mid-tempo song with no real massive vocal moments. So therefore, I do feel coupled coupled with that retro feel. I'm not sure juries are going to go. Wow, I'm overly impressed with that one. I'll you know throw it a few votes, uh, and you really do need that sort of score to underpin you to to, to get somewhere. Yeah, I've got jury question mark. I think this definitely has more tally vote appeal for sure. You're relying on a good tally vote score. It could be if it gets through, it could be something like fifth with tally vote, tenth, eleventh, twelfth with jury, or something like that as well. And also, you've got to say, there's a he, I think, legitimately won MGP, but it had a lot to do with the domestic audience um, knowing him, oh, popular sure. there. Take that out. A would have been a lot closer. I think it would have been very 50-50, not the lay-down win for Kano. But it was a pretty comfortable win for him, and that had a lot to do with domestic audience, and I don't think that's going to translate strongly in Europe you've got one line from a commentator to really get something out there Mm. and it's not something you can see from a full story of Eurovision yeah I agree if this translates through the screen because we've got some knowledge of who Tix and Andreas is when you don't and you're watching it completely raw then hmm, maybe there could be some head scratching all right well let's see how the Aussie Vision team ranked this out of the 17 contributors they voted for 38 of the 39 songs we left Australia out and this has finished in ninth place. Hey, top 10. Top 10. Top 10 for Norway. That's pretty, good. Pretty impressed there. Out of the 15 that we know, because we don't know each other's rankings yet, it was second to 34th. There were five top 10s, but there was also two in the 30s as well. But a bit stronger on the other side of yeah, things. Yeah, that's you'd great. expect for a ninth place. Mm. Um, so, yeah, really interesting. And... Let's see what some of them had to say about their rankings. We're going to go with one of the higher rankers, which is Guy, and one of the lower rankers, which is Laura. What an interesting entry this is. Tix himself is a real surprise in that when you first see him in his gold chains and headband, you think you're going to get a very different song to the heartfelt pop song that you actually get. He says that he likes to write songs with themes that people can connect to, and you can really feel his connection to this song. I find the tone of his voice really nice and the melodies in the song are really catchy and I found it instantly enjoyable and from there it kept growing on me more and more because it was always in my head. People might judge it and the face value as not sounding current or bordering on cheesiness with the lyrics but that's the thing with Tix. There's a tongue-in-cheek and over-the-top element to his persona that he delivers unapologetically and it really works. Knowing his background and the challenges that he's overcome gives the song an authenticity and an impact that it probably wouldn't have if just anybody came out and did it. Everything about it works for me. It's my 10 points and I hope it does really well. When I first saw Tix performing live at MGP, I kind of didn't know what to think. 
But my first impression was that I thought he was a goofy dude in an angel suit singing an average pop song. If it wasn't for the staging, I probably would have completely forgotten the song. There's a fine line between novelty and parody, and for me, his staging came across as the latter. I've since gotten to know his backstory, and as a result, the song has grown on me a little bit, but unfortunately, I don't think the casual viewers who turn on Eurovision once a year are going to get the benefit of seeing the performance knowing his full story. Tix's vocals sound incredibly auto-tuned, and I don't know how good they'll sound live at Eurovision. I know they sounded fine in MGP, but it was also under what sounded like a heavy layer of vocal processing, and I'm not sure how much he could get away with it in Eurovision, even with the new backing vocal rules. Well, Guy feels like it's heartfelt pop, and he's definitely connected with Tex. Well, I get that completely. And Laura, look, she thinks it's average pop. Yeah. <laughs> um, she does think it, the performance can come across as parody, and yeah, I think that is a very big uh, point. Definitely could happen. And doubts on the live vocal, as there was a f- bit of backing going on. Well, the, the, we know we're used to this in Melfest and MGP, where they do hit up that backing. And look, there will be the on tape backing mm-hmm. of course that we'll have but um yeah well let's see how much it'll play you never know how much is going on at the national final or not um i think he can do it but maybe it won't sound exactly like mgp yeah no, i could agree let's go on to our rap and rank dale mm-hmm. all right i have totally fallen for this <laughs> song uh and the story of tix and andreas uh, ever since he was previewed at uh, at Melody Grand Prix in that first semi-final, I get that some might find it cheesy and dated, but I don't feel like that at all. This is something I actively seek out, and uh, this is the one that for me, I'll be out there supporting ticks 100% throughout the whole thing. We had a number two. Well, Dale, we've got a number one. It is my favorite song for 2021. I am not surprised whatsoever. <laughs> I saw this coming a mile off. Well, I guess I've made you listen to the song every day since it's been released. Uh, I've seen you performing it out on our balcony with headphones on and singing it. Um, if you thought, uh, if you're worried about Tix's live vocal, you haven't heard Mix's live vocal yet. It's something to behold. Um, but look, I, look, I get it. I totally get it. And look. I love love and absolutely love this. And it's not because I've been forced to listen to it. It was very much the same thing for me here. Um, it's not just his message, even though that really makes me connect just that that extra bit more with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this throwback type of song. I love this over-the-top staging with a love letter to Eurovision at the same time because this, this guy doesn't need to go. Yeah. He doesn't need to go. And we should embrace these artists who are going out of their massive domestic audiences and go, I want to go it when it's only potentially going to hurt him, if anything. Mm. Um, So I absolutely love that about it. I love his whole performance. Um, I think it's actually going to do really quite well. I'm not really worried. I'm not worried about it qualifying. I think it's pretty a safe thing. I love where Mm. it is in the position on that one. I think it's going to do really quite well on the tally vote on the nine. And jury is always going to be the question mark, but I'm I'm seeing a solid uh, midfield to potentially even a top 10, but in that kind of like 8th to 14th area right now at this point, for me, it's finished in third. Oh, okay. So we're both top three with ticks. 
First and a third. So if again, I think if this was a combined just of you and me and there wasn't a team, <laughs> it'd be our winner. Uh, but it's why we have a team. I knew I'd grind you down. Oh no, no. It was actually my first for a while, I must say. Like I really, really enjoy this. I just get it. I, I don't know why. It's just struck me that I really love this entry. Yeah, I mean it's our kind of female power ballad of the year. <laughs> but it's just a man in a fur coat, um, with devils running around and doing somewhat of a ballad. Yeah, very cool. Very I love it. All right. Well, let us know if you are on our train and absolutely loving this entry, or you think that we've lost the plot at <laughs> Aussie Vision Net. And of course, please uh, do subscribe. And of course, give us a review as well on wherever you listen to our podcast because it does help people find us more than anything else, more than listening and more than subscribing. So um, please do that if you have a chance. And thanks so much for listening. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, guys. And Good go, luck, Ticks. Go, Ticks. <laughs> See you later.